Let's talk about 2024. Mm -hmm. President Biden says the Republican primary is effectively over. It's clear that Donald Before Trump... Before we go there, if I just may... Yeah, please. I wish the Republicans would pay attention to Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, in his last speech to the country as President of the United States, the great community, this is the last speech I will make to the country. I want to communicate a message to a country I love as the last speech as President of the United States. And he talked about the Statue of Liberty, of Liberty and the beacon of hope it is to the world and that we are preeminent in the world because we are constantly reinvigorated and being young by new people coming here. Well, well he, that... He was magnificent. That, that speaks to the sort of heart of the next question I want to ask you about the 2024 race because uh, it really does look like it's going to be uh, Donald Trump, who is... Definitely quite different from Ronald Reagan, uh, even though they're both Republicans, and, uh, and President Biden, of course. We're back where we started. Well, we are, we're, we're in a, a, an election. And we're not, we have a, a further case to make. When people are making a judgment about the election, they always think about what it means to them. What are their kitchen table issues? How do they meet their responsibilities? And as they look at Ronald, at um, Donald Trump, they have to see that he said, Obamacare is a, a sucks. Forgive my Sunday morning, I'm sorry. Obamacare sucks. No, it doesn't suck, it cures. He wants to take away, he has taken away a woman's right to choose and, and make decisions. And those are kitchen table issues, health care, the cost of health care. Uh, the access to health care, the not having a pre-existing condition no longer standing in your way. And the freedom, democracy is a kitchen table issue. The freedom, the freedom to, uh, to be who you are and to make your own decisions and to have a thriving economy in which you can succeed. And President Biden has accomplished that magnificently working with the private sector. A lot of that happens in the private sector. So people have to understand what it means to them. If they want to vote for somebody with all these uh, indictments and impeachments and all the rest, is that more important to them than losing their privilege of having health care if they have a pre-existing condition? So it's the sort of positive side that you're talking about from your perspective. Yeah. What does it mean to them, to them? But then it's also, what is the alternative? And uh, Last night, President Biden mocked Donald Trump, called him a little confused. He said Trump can't tell the difference between you and Nikki Haley. Now, let's put aside the substance of what Donald Trump was trying to say, which was not true, uh, but just going at the core of what now President Biden is seizing on, uh, which is what you have said, have said, that you think Trump has cognitive disorders. Do you think age and mental acuity, acuity are fair lines of attack? Let me just say this, because I, with all due respect, don't think we can put aside the substance of what he was saying when he was talking about Nikki Haley and me. Anybody can get a name mixed up seven times is kind of a lot. But, but the fact is, he was lying about the fact that he would not send the National Guard mm -hmm. to, to the Capitol when Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, and Nancy Pelosi were begging him to do it all day begging the Secretary of Army and the Secretary of Defense, acting Secretary of Defense, to call upon the president to do that, making that appeal to him. He refused to do it, causing death, damage, destruction, defecation, and all the rest. 
disrespect for our Constitution, our Congress, and our Capitol. So it wasn't about, let's put aside what he was talking about. He was lying about what he didn't do. And he was saying Nikki uh, wouldn't accept his 10,000 troops, which he wasn't sending, yeah. but it was me so, that was asking him. Yeah, and I understand it. why you wanted to make that point. I just didn't want to suggest that what he was saying was true. But on the cognitive question, because this is a line of attack now from President Biden, who will likely be his opponent. Is that fair? Is mental acuity, cognitive ability, is that where this conversation should be happening right now between these two candidates? Well, I think that there's something um, uh, to be said for as we review the campaign. Let's see what he has to say about things. Obamacare sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Tens of millions more people have health care. 150 million families that might have a pre-existing condition now have access to benefits. Like it's, what does it mean in terms of policy, not what does it mean in terms of their uh, misrepresentations that he might want to make from the stage. But let me say this. We don't agonize about him. We organize. We, when we saved the Affordable Care Act, we had 10,000 events around the country where people told their story, their story. He has said he was disappointed that the Senate did not terminate their access to health care. That's what we're organizing around. And people are saying it in their own personal experience in their own language. One of the challenges that Democrats might have in organizing is some anger in some corners of the progressive movement mm -hmm. over Biden's, Joe Biden's support for Israel in its war uh, against Hamas terrorists. How concerned are you, especially given the fact that we have seen protesters over and over and over uh, at his events, how concerned are you that people, young people, Arab Americans, progressives, I'm not suggesting that they're going to go vote for Donald Trump, but how concerned are you that they might just stay home? Well, let me just say this, because I've been the uh, recipient of their, shall we say, exuberances in this regard as recently as in Seattle on uh, Thursday, unfortunately, wanted to disrupt our very exciting Democratic meeting there. They're in front of my house all the time. So I... I, I have a feeling for what feelings they have. But we have to think about what we're doing. And what we have to do is try to stop the suffering and gossip. This is women and children, people who don't have a place to go. So let's address that. But for them to call for a ceasefire is Mr. Putin's message. Mr. Putin's message. Make no mistake, this is directly connected to what he would like to see. Same thing with Ukraine. It's about Putin's message. I think some of, these, some of these protesters are spontaneous and organic and sincere. Some, I think, are connected uh, to Russia. And I say that having looked at this for a long time now, as you, you know. You think some like, of these protests are Russian plants? I don't think they're plants. I think some financing should be investigated. And I want to ask the, the uh, uh, FBI to investigate that. But apart from that, Let's just say it's all spontaneous and sincere. Let's say it's all spontaneous and sincere. Young people care about the right to choose. They care about LGBTQ issues. They care about preserving the planet. They care about gun violence uh, prevention. That's what they tell us. They care about our democracy and the freedoms that are contained in some of what I said. So they're going to have to make a decision, staying home to enable or to 
agonize, organize, yeah. not agonize, but organize and get out there and get the job. I have every confidence that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be president and vice president of the United States. I know we will carry the House. I'm confident that we can improve our numbers in the Senate. And we can do it because we're going to own the ground with our organizing. We're going to have a message of values for our country. And we're going to have the resources to get the job done. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, thank you so much for coming yeah. in this morning. We're going to just win, baby. <laughs> Appreciate it.